Hello and welcome to the first ever episode of Avoidance Issues, the podcast hosted by me, comedian Adam Grabowski, where I talk about what it is to be alive. No, that sounds that sounds way too lame. Uh, this episode and this series is about all of my avoidance issues, why I prevent myself from making steps forward, why I stop certain things from happening in my life, and why it took me so long to create this podcast. This is actually the fourth ever first episode of this podcast. I first recorded one in 2015 with my best friend and never released it. Then I started doing daily recordings in 2016. I started recording myself in the morning, every morning, as an exercise to practice doing this, but also to get myself out of my own head. The problem I was having back then is one that I'm having now. I'm waking up and I'm living in my own mind. I'm worried too much about what I'm doing, what I'm not doing, my place throughout the world, and my anxiety's taking over. What I found is that when I talk to a podcast or the audience that is presumably listening to the podcast, I ended up being nicer to myself. I ended up being honest and forgiving with myself because I thought that other people would be listening to it. In my own head, I don't think I'm as nice and I don't have the same filter as I do when I'm speaking to other people. So I started talking to myself as if it was to other people. And that's what this podcast is. I know that that sounds like a horrible premise, but it is not. I assure you that what this is going to do is it's going to make me feel a lot better. And hopefully, through listening, you'll feel a little better too. I want to be honest about the things that give me pause, about the things that make me concerned and worried and feel inferior. And then maybe, maybe, just maybe, in listening to that, you might be like, you know what? That's normal, and I experience that too. So maybe it's not me. Maybe it's not my fault. Maybe the shame monster doesn't have to attack me because I am not the problem here. There are many different factors that lead to what I'm dealing with, many of which I can't control. Right now I'm recording this a few weeks into the quarantine of COVID-19. There's a lot of things we can't control right now. One thing that I have done is I've definitely let social media control me. That's, that's why I'm doing this here. I'm talking to myself because it is nice to hear words out loud. I end up looking up instead of down because when we're looking on our phones all day, we end up looking down and studies have shown that you tend to be more optimistic the more you look up, just looking up. So hold your phones in front of your faces and that'll help you social distance. Just hold them completely up like a battering ram. It's great. I'm a little bit new to podcasting alone. When I've done podcasts in the past, I've been with other people, either as a host or a guest. So it's very interesting learning what I should look at. Right now, there's a tree outside the window. So I'm kind of staring at the tree. But like, I don't know. I don't know what to look at. The desk, the scissors, my phone that I turned upside down so I can't see any notifications. I'm not sure where to look. That's not your problem. That's my problem. I'll shut up about it. Oh man, this is going so swimmingly. Aren't you glad you tuned in? Ah, 
What I want to be honest about today is how I have avoided making things like this. This is called avoidance issues. Why? Why have I avoided making a podcast? Something that I did enjoy when I was doing it every day. I would record in my phone no matter where I was. When I was on tour, didn't matter what state, who I was with, if I stayed by somebody, they would be the special guest. Sometimes I record in my car. A lot of times the audio was terrible. <laughs> right now, hopefully it's a little better because we're in quarantine, so I'm in a room with a microphone. Why? Why have I been so avoidant of doing certain things? I'll tell you why. I'm worried about how they'll be perceived. I'm worried if they're going to help my career or my life rather than hinder it. I'm worried they're not going to be good enough. And every time I go on social media, I worry that the things I'm going to put out there aren't good enough and that not enough people follow me and therefore my impact hasn't mattered. What I just remembered today is that I purposely avoided social media for a long time. I didn't make a Snapchat for a long time. I would only post just a show photo on Instagram and leave it at that, and I wouldn't use my Twitter at all. There's a reason for that. Because I was trying to live my life in the present, where I was, what I was doing. It felt good to perform in front of audiences. It still feels good to have that feedback, connection. It's all very important. And now during this quarantine, it feels like the only way to ever get in touch with anybody, which is kind of true, is through our phone or through media. I'm looking out my window still and I noticed that there are three men on rideable lawnmowers that just started. So that'll be good. I can hear them, hopefully you can't, but they are going to town, and they are not being quiet about it. Well, I'm kind of jealous. They get to ride around on that? Oh, man. What was it like? What was it like to be out in the world? Okay, I digress. What's really tough about it is that I feel all entertainment careers have gone the direction of needing to have a large social media following. I've spent 12 years being good at stand-up comedy, connecting in person, talking to people in person, and putting on a show that is worthwhile. And I say it's worthwhile because I, I can say that with confidence because it's funny. Objectively, people have told me this for years, and I do add the say it anyway mental health campaign in my show where I try to remind everybody that they're not alone in what they're going through and to give everyone the allowance to push past that point in our head that tells us not to talk about what we're going through and to say it anyway. And the whole goal of me still doing what I do is for my own personal, there's, a, there's another mower that just came. There's another mower that showed up. Don't know where he came from. He's holding a weed whacker while riding the mower. He's weed whacking while riding the mower. That's some skill right there. What was I talking about? Oh yes, I'm going to have to close these curtains if I continue to record. No, the reason why I continue to do what I do is because it gives me purpose to perform. It feels good to connect to people. But I also have had a lot of individuals come up to me or message me privately after shows saying that they didn't know that it was okay to talk about what they're going through, about their personal experiences. They never gave themselves the allowance to say, hey, 
You know, I didn't really choose to be born. I didn't choose my brain or my personal situation or the time period that I grew up in or my parents or my sexuality or any of the other underlying things I deal with. I didn't choose these. And maybe I don't need to shame myself because of them. And because of that, maybe I can go talk to someone about it or I could seek help about it or I could try something to make this better because it's not my fault exactly. And that's why it's important. But I've forgotten this, you know? Maybe you're listening to this way in the future and you think, wow, uh, yeah, that COVID-19 thing was crazy, but, you know, it only lasted a little while and then things went back to normal. Maybe you're saying, oh, that was the before times when everybody thought it was okay to just run around each other in giant crowds all the time like it's normal and nothing bad is going to happen. That was the before times when they had music festivals. They had giant gatherings like Lollapalooza where nobody wore clothes and everybody just ran around in the mud. Actually sounds really good right now. Minus the fact that there is usually so many thousands of people that it is vastly overwhelming. You know, the only thing that I really want us to remember from this podcast here today, the first one, is that I do need to close these curtains. God damn. I just watched a mailman cut off an SUV and like it almost it almost went down. You know. <laughs> oh. Don't get in your own head, Adam. People are listening. Remember, they're listening. They're listening. I tried recording this last night, actually, but the premise of this is supposed to be it's in the morning. I'm doing this to get out of my own head. Yesterday, I had all day to think about recording, to think about when I was going to record, and you know what I did? I tested out streaming services by recording myself with video while I was doing the audio. So then I was checking what I looked like the entire time, and that's not true to the form. So that one doesn't count. We're on our fourth first ever episode of Avoidance Issues. I've spent a lot of time during this quarantine shaming myself for the things I haven't done yet. Like how I haven't started a family with children or chosen a house that I wanted to put that family with children in or how I don't have a large online following. And then I need to remember that there were reasons why those things didn't happen. Maybe those things didn't happen because I didn't find the partner that I wanted yet or because I was touring and traveling so much that it wasn't conducive to that lifestyle. It didn't make sense to purchase a big home that I wouldn't be spending time in if I was going to be gone two, three months at a time. I need to remember that I did spend time doing what I do and performing and being good at comedy. I could say it was good because that's what the audience said quoting them directly and indirectly. So maybe that's why I wasn't doing social media because I was trying to live in the present because it's overwhelming to be gone that many days and to be running from airport to airport, hotel to hotel, and then jumping up in front of random people that you don't know in a different stage every time and having to entertain them. I mean, I like it. I don't, it's not as hard for me anymore. I enjoy it. It's where I feel alive. But it didn't make me want to start doing a lot of social media things because this is what I like, the in-person stuff. Maybe there's a reason the decisions you've made in your life have happened. And it's maybe been fear. And that can be okay. 
you know, self-preservation is something that we do want to have. I just need to remember that I'm a human with emotions and abilities and basic instincts. And I've talked about this on stage, but the moment I get off stage and the moment I stop touring and performing, I forget that I talk on social media and how it manipulates so many different aspects of ourselves. It manipulates our need to be loved. It manipulates our attention span. It manipulates how we view ourselves. We have literal numbers to measure followers and likes and views and things that shouldn't matter to us individually, but they do because if you're a business like me, you worry about metrics. I've not made my living off of social media. Social media has been a tool that I use to connect with people, but then my living has been off of live, in-person performances. I'm doing virtual shows now, but I can still consider that a form of live performance because I'm interacting with them. I can hear the people laughing. I can hear them responding. I got to remember that my phone is an anxiety box designed to be an anxiety box to keep me coming back to it over and over and over again so that I purchase things, so that I use it, so that I buy, buy, buy. That's the point of it. You know, the more addicted I am to my phone, I'm going to keep buying Apple products. The more addicted I am to uh, Instagram or Facebook, the more information they get. The more times they can advertise towards me, the more money they can make off of advertisers. That's really what this is. You know, I joke about the dot, dot, dot that happens in text messages. I don't know if that was ever really created to be a helpful tool, but it definitely keeps our eyes glued to the screen. The more eyes you have on the screen, the more you use your apps and your phone, the more money they stand to make. If you buy something and put it to the side, they can't keep selling you stuff on it. That's where everyone's gone. Even the good jobs that exist out there for people that are coming out of college, it's always something like, I'm in SEO, search engine optimization, or I'm in marketing. Or people are going and being social media coordinators for businesses or groups or individuals. This is where all we're going because we're putting money towards it. And then because money is put towards it, then we think it's important and that's where the good jobs are. When really what we need is to make the world a better place. I mean, the one thing that has been positive about this whole quarantine from COVID-19 is that people have gained an appreciation for essential workers. I've tried to always have an appreciation for them. Maybe not in the first couple of years that I was touring, but definitely in the last seven. Because I don't exist without people doing their jobs. I can't get on a plane. I can't get a rental car. I can't show up at a hotel randomly at 1 a.m. or midnight whenever I get back from trying to scrounge up food after one of my shows without people who went into work that day to either clean the hotel room or work the front desk, check me in to make my food when I went to Panera, to work at the airport, to manage the individuals and systems in place so that I can get where I'm going. I don't exist without all these other people that have been working this whole time. I don't know if other people feel the same way. I hope they do. But I want us to realize that 
if you're doing something that contributes or helps, you're doing something important. And I really wish that people were compensated in this way. It doesn't happen. Maybe after this, we'll start to. But people don't get compensated for the importance of the work that they're doing. They get compensated for the potential money that might be made from the work that they're doing. I'm just really tired of the competition of this all and how we feel like we have to fight against each other. That's kind of what capitalism does. I'm not saying I'm anti-capitalist. I'm just pointing out something I've noticed. I feel like I have to compete. I feel like I have to compete against other performers because if I don't, then I'm not getting the gigs and then I'm not getting the money that can help me sustain my life and the lives of the loved ones and friends or whoever I may help out financially. I don't want to compete anymore. I'd like to contribute, but I don't want to compete. Anyway, I think I'm going to end it there for the first ever, fourth ever episode of Avoidance Issues. I hope it was worth your while. It was worth mine. And those guys just finished mowing as I stopped recording. This is great. Wow. Great timing, guys. Real, real good work out there. They can't hear me. Should I go? T- I'm not going to go tell them. I can't even. We have to have a certain distance apart from each other. I could yell it. They probably just turn up the motor and not be able to hear me. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Oh, it's so weird not going around people and just talking to them. I wonder if handshakes are going to become a thing. Do we have to like start with the elbow, maybe? Like elbow bumps and then maybe go to a fist bump? I don't know. Just, I guess, a polite wave from across the street is the only thing we got anymore. Awesome. Thank you guys for listening. There'll be more to come.